Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be with you today on the podcast. First of all, um, I started to do this thing where when I meet people that listen to the podcast, um, <laughs> starting to give some shout outs. And so I want to give a shout out today. I want to give a shout out to my friend, Dennis DiMaggio. Uh, Dennis has become um, a really neat person <laughs> to know in my world and uh, a colleague now and, and someone that I get to collaborate with. And so, uh, Dennis, I'm shouting you out today. I want to say thank you for your support, your kindness, um, your encouragement. Thank you for sharing the podcast with other people. And I'm glad that it is helping uh, in the business that you are running um, and along with your colleagues as well. So thank you. Big shout out to Dennis DiMaggio today. So here's what I want to talk about today. Um, and this may not be very linear, but I'm just going to sort of talk it out and um, hopefully you'll get something from it today. In fact, not hopefully. I know you'll get something out of it today because what I'm convinced of is that when you engage with a podcast that, you know, no matter how long it is or how short it is, you may not be able to connect with everything that I share, but I do believe that there is something that I'm able to share with you every week uh, when you listen and engage with the podcast uh, that will help you um, if you're able to listen and to take it and to practice and will help you move forward in greater diversity and multicultural work and life. So I, I'm confident about that. So what I want to share with you today really is a question. And, and it's a question that I'm stealing from my coach, uh, Scott Perry, because he asked me this not too long ago. And it was just so riveting to me, uh, given something that I was sharing with him. And the question is this, what if you divorced judgment from your life? That's the question that he asked me. And the question I have for you, as you are becoming a leader, as you are becoming a person who is stepping into and not away from uh, issues of cultural diversity in your workplace or in your personal life, what if you divorced judgment from the work that you were doing? What if you let go of shame in this work? What if, what if you let go of uh, resistance in this work? Who would you be if you were able to release those things? When my coach uh, led me through this, here are a couple of things that he said, and I'm going to share this with you today. And he said, you know, what if uh, you just took uh, what was happening in your life and just uh, uh, 
marked it down, that you started to write about it, that you started to identify it just as information? What if it was information that was not connected to shame, not not connected to judgment, not connected to embarrassment? What would you be able to create? What would you be able to do if you were able to divorce yourself from those things? Oftentimes, depending on who you are and your circumstances, your lived experience, I think this can be part of the the hardest part of jumping into culture work. I find this particularly, now warning, warning, this is a general comment, but I find this particularly with uh, people from the white American culture uh, that care about uh, cross-cultural work is that, uh, you know, sometimes when you are aware, you have an awareness of uh, places uh, maybe that have been blind spots for you or places you've overlooked or people you have overlooked, you can start to have a sense of guilt and a sense of shame, sometimes a sense of embarrassment. Now, there, there's, there's a piece of these things. Uh, I like to kind of put them into the area of a grieving um, that I actually think is healthy. Uh, a grieving, if you will, I think takes pieces of uh, all these all these other things, and a grieving just recognizes what is and just kind of puts us in that space, even just for a little bit to say, um, man, that shouldn't have been that way, or I'm really upset that that happened that way. There's nothing wrong with having an awareness of maybe where your business has failed with regards to uh, cultural issues or maybe where you have had bias or blind spot and be able to grieve it. But things don't always change when we send ourselves into a judgment cycle uh, or a spiral, like a judgment, a judgment spiral. What if we could move from that place of grief to a place of looking at uh, the information in front of us just as information? What is currently happening? Uh, My coach Scott would say just the facts. What if it were just the facts? Would you be able to find a level of courage if you could look at things the way that they are, culturally speaking, and just look at them as facts? without judgment and without shame. How might that change what you're walking into today? You know, today, um, most of my day has been filled with uh, coaching calls. And uh, it's great. It's really great, actually. You know, I sit in a chair in my office um, and just get to connect with people all day. And that's been my day today is connecting with people who are all trying to be better leaders, all trying to find new ways to connect with people cross-culturally. And I get to be a part of their story. And I'm excited about that. I love days like today. And one thing is consistent that I keep hearing, not necessarily with the people I'm talking to, but people that they are talking to. Because the people that I am talking to are usually the people that are very excited about the culture work. It's the people in their companies or in their organizations or in their churches that aren't excited about it. And if we're not careful, we can approach this work uh, with that same energy, with that same energy that, that, that feels like uh, you know, a 250-pound weight on our chest, where we start to approach this work from a negative space, where we start to approach it uh, as a, a to-do or just... Um, you know, just uh, something that we need to check off of a list. Or again, depending on what people group you come from, 
you feel like when you show up to work and every time you talk about diversity, you feel shamed and guilted. And, and I don't know about you, but um, good work, uh, <laughs> good work never came from shame and guilt alone, like period. We shift into a space, an energy space, where we say, look at how this is going to benefit our company. Look how this is going to benefit our organization or our personal life. Look at all the things that we have to gain and not lose. Look at the way that our, our business is going to expand. Look at the way that our hearts are going to expand just as people. That a year from now, leaning into the work of diversity, we're actually going to be better all around. That is the energy and that is the space that we need to get in and to try to cultivate as, as many times as possible. It's a must. What would happen if you divorced judgment from your culture work? Now, it's not just white American people that can have this idea of shame and guilt. Sometimes minorities have this as well. Um, sometimes uh, minority cultures can deal with this, this uh, feeling from other people of selling out. You know, why are you helping those people, <laughs> right? Why are you doing this? You're tired, right? You shouldn't have to engage in this. You shouldn't have to do all these different things. It's a narrative. It's a narrative that's made up. But in that regard, what would happen for those of you in the minority culture to release those things, to release shame and judgment, to release uh, this idea of defense where you don't need to have it? Who would you be if you were able to release those things? That's a good question to ask yourself. And even for you, particularly those of you who are part of the minority culture, not part of the white American culture, when you find out that you haven't been kind to people that are not in your people group, when you find that you may have been been overlooking people from other people groups or where in your business that you have kept people out unintentionally, maybe it maybe it has nothing to do with eth with uh, culture as it relates to ethnicity, but maybe it relates to sexual orientation or gender or physical ability. It could be all kinds of things. We all need bias training, <laughs> right? Because bias is human. But what if we were able to approach this work culturally without judgment, without shame, without going into the spiral of negativity? And speaking of negativity, I actually think that this, uh, this story of how I... Uh, <laughs> was talking to my coach, Scott, and when he came up with this question uh, was because I was uh, dealing with uh, some negative thoughts. Now, uh, just to keep it totally honest with you, um, I, I'm not aware of all the time, or at least I don't deal with a whole lot of negative thinking. Um, I have worked really hard over the years to make sure that uh, my mind is a place that is being cultivated for goodness and kindness to myself first, um, a place where I'm actually intentionally speaking good things into my mind so that, uh, you know, just the, the brain's natural tendency to think negatively, that there are new messages, other messages that are in, in my brain uh, to counteract some of the, the negative things that come in. And so I was experiencing something new uh, in my world. And usually, I don't know about you, uh, when I experience something new, 
that's usually when the negative thoughts come in. And I have decided, uh, I think maybe several weeks ago, that I, um, I decided to name, have a name for my negative thoughts. Um, and I call, I call him Cletus. <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys this on the last podcast or not, but I call him Cletus. And yes, it's a him, which is strange, maybe a little bit strange for a woman, right? Because here's the thing. When I hear the negative thoughts, I don't hear them in my own voice. I hear them in the voice of this guy named Cletus. <laughs> and Cletus, Cletus kind of sounds like this. He always starts like this, girl. <laughs> he says, girl, you better just take what you can get, girl. You better just say yes to that client because they're not going to want to work with you, girl. He always starts with that. And he's always, you know, always picture this this old guy sitting outside of a convenience store somewhere in downtown Baltimore City. And he's just punking people as they come in and out of the convenience store, you know, and just just waiting to say something off putting or off color to people that come in and out. That's that's what Cletus is for me. And I remember when I was telling this to uh, to Scott, Scott said this, and I wrote it in my journal here, that Cletus feeds on judgment. Cletus feeds on judgment. Maybe that's something you need to write in your journal today. So that in this work of culture work, when we have, uh, or not in just have, when we abide in, when we are living in, we're swimming in judgment and shame and guilt, all of these emotions that we may feel that we, we should just feel for a moment and then, and then keep it moving. But when we, when we stay in these spaces, they usually do not drive us to anything empowering they actually drive us right back into the hole, into the cave, wherever you go to hide. So it's possible that you can remember today that you have everything you need. You have tools. If you listen to my podcast every week, you have tools to put into place every single week to help you move from monocultural to multicultural. You do. I give you tools every single week to be able to move, but maybe you've been stuck and maybe today is the day that you realize that you have been living more in shame and judgment and fear and doubt more than you have been living in a sense of stepping into this work, stepping into a sense of power, remembering that you can recover if you mess up, if you stick your foot in your mouth, you can recover, you will not die. (laughs) Put these things into practice. So I ask you again today, in the spirit of my coach, Scott, <laughs> what if you divorced judgment from your cultural work? What if you just looked at things as what's happening now? What are the facts? How might that move you even an inch closer in your practice this week? I want to encourage you. You know, I'm fanning your flame. I'm cheering loudly for you today. As you are taking a drive right now, as you are uh, out walking your dog, as you're out playing with your kids, as you're maybe you're at work and you're about to go into a meeting and you're listening to this prior to that, whatever it is, just know that I'm cheering you on. 
you can do this. And I want to invite you to come out of shame, to come out of judgment, to come out of guilt, and instead to walk in a sense of compassion and kindness and goodness and joy, because that I believe, my friends, is where the secret lies to us doing some of our best work cross-culturally. Lean in. Lead well. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.